Welcome to Chef's Table. I'm Jim Coleman. Imagine what life would be like without the sense of smell. No flowers, no grilled steak, no stink. Why is smell so important in our lives? We tend to take it for granted. And what happens when people lose their smell, which can happen very easily with uh, flu, with uh, a fairly trivial blow to the head, for example. Uh, when people lose, lose it, they often become depressed. It's a shattering kind of experience. And uh, the world turns kind of black and white. The color drains out of it. That's Avery Gilbert. He knows because he wrote, What the Nose Knows. He explains you lose more than just the taste of food. Well, you start worrying about body odor and hygiene. That's <laughs> an issue. People worry a lot about fires and, and uh, missing, uh, you know, the baloney's bad in the freezer and refrigerator. Are they eating bad food? Is milk gone stale? That kind of stuff. Surprisingly, there's very little data to show that there is a risk like that, but it's a, it's a big anxiety factor. So people become nervous and uh, um, depressed that way. When you say like bad milk, what's the difference between a smell and an odor? Well, the difference between uh, a smell and a flavor, I guess, is, is the key one here. We have taste from in the mouth, from the tongue, and the nerves in the tongue. And we have smell from the nerves in the nose. So two different modalities process different places in the brain, but they come together to form flavor. So smell plus taste equals flavor. And what we think we're tasting in the mouth when we eat something is largely a function of smell. So you subtract smell from the equation with an injury or mishap, and suddenly you can't taste food. It just, it tastes like, everything tastes like oatmeal. Can you lose the taste and still smell? That can happen, but it's very rare because there's multiple nerves going to the tongue and uh, it's rare to lose all of them at once. And uh, uh, surgical mishaps, very extreme cases, but often an older person will say, the food doesn't taste good anymore. I must be losing my sense of taste. They go to the doctor complaining about taste when in fact what he finds is that uh, their smell has become less accurate and they're misinterpreting it as a, as a taste loss. Now, do we commonly lose this just through old age and other ways? Is it commonly lost, or are there older people out there that have a great sense of smell? Oh, exactly. Uh, on average, there's a slight decline. I mean, in the laboratory, under highly precise conditions, we can see a beginning of uh, change, a lessening of the sense of smell in the 40s, on average again. But some people are never, are never good at smell and don't get any better. Other people uh, sustain it very well into old age. I think the key here is that perfumers who are successful are never forced into retirement. People will carry them in, people will give them oxygen and food, whatever they need to keep going because they've got a lifetime of experience and commercial know-how and they don't lose it. If you use it, you don't lose it. And how many smells can we get out of a complex mixture? Or if there's a lot of smells in the air, how many can we actually absorb at that time? That's a great question because you have these bouquets of smells. I mean, a typical perfume or a typical stew, a bouillabaisse, has all these spices in it, all these chemical molecules in it, sometimes hundreds of them that you can identify chemically. And yet, psychologically, there's a limit. David Lang, a, a, a psychologist in Australia, found this out. He tried to have, he made various complex mixtures and saw how many individual components people could pull out of it. And it turns out three or four is the most people can do. Even if it's a you know, five-order mixture, they can't get all five. And more, more than that, forget about it. So there's this kind of mental uh, ceiling on what we can pull out of smells. And were they always the strongest smells that they pull out, or is that not necessarily? Not necessarily true. They can, uh, you can get one or two or three, but you can't really dissect it out into its individual components. So when you hear somebody talking about wine at a wine tasting, and they're talking about 18 different things they get out of it, is that kind of, do you kind of chuckle? Yeah, a bit. I mean, but again, when, you're, when you've got a specialized talent like that, or if you've really overtrained yourself, say with wine, then you, you know you're dealing with a Cabernet. And so you kind of expect the Cabernetness of it there, and you take that for granted.